really cool. Uh, we're going to have also Paul Brown with the Dirtbag Challenge coming in and telling us what's going on. I think it's going on on uh, August 25th, so he'll give us a little bit of a readout on that. And uh, Mr. Wade Boyd is going to, Subculture Racing is going to be here. Uh, I guess Sacramento Mile is going to be here on Saturday and Sunday, so we'll get a little bit of an update on that. And uh, Milk Crate Brian's going to be our wonderful DJ here, and we're going to be spinning some tunes. And uh, I'm Alex Torres Mori, your producer here at Racers Alley, and uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we just really started on time, so we'll, uh, give us a second, get our stuff together, and uh, let's listen to some fine tunes. Yar, yar. Cheers. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Meany Radio. Yar.
Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Meetany Radio in the heart of the mission. We got uh, Mr. Wade Boyd and uh, Milk Crate Brian here. And uh, Milk Crate just uh, spinning a couple of tunes, which we always love. It always adds to the show to actually have real music, which is really, really cool. Welcome, Wade. How are you doing, mate? How are you? Doing pretty good. Yeah. Wade came by my work today. I work over at Tokyo Moto, and he was picking up a battery for his uh, R1, the DTR1, which was a dirt track R1, which is 
Williams is Miler, and it's a it's a sight to behold. You can always find us on uh, Racers Alley on uh, Face of a Book, and uh, you can find us out there and see some actual pictures of this wonderful machine. And he'll be racing that on Sunday, and uh, we'll be talking about that here in a little bit. And uh, we also have uh, well, let's see, we got August Weber Senior coming in from uh, Fun Track Day. He's going to give us a shout out about what's going on in the next few weeks out there over at Thunder Hill, which is uh, they have a, they have a great great time. I, I have to say. Uh, if you can't do it, if you can, if you can go out and do a track day, it, it's so much has changed about it nowadays, and uh, it's a great way to go out there and. Uh learn about going fast and go fast without getting in any trouble as well as actually uh, not having any obstacles in your way as well and uh, for the price out there it's just just a great way to spend a weekend you get a bunch of friends out there and a nice closed environment and uh, you all just uh, learn a whole bunch about motorcycling and uh, how to go fast how to brake fast all that good stuff and as well we're going to have Mr. Paul Brown here from uh, Pole uh, here from uh, Dirtbag Challenge and he's going to be giving us a shout out about what's going on uh, I guess it's going to be August 25th, so uh, we're going to hear a little bit about that and, uh, you know, uh, go from there. And uh, I want to say welcome back here to Racers Alley here at Meetney Radio. And uh, I want to say, you know, we're here for all motorcycle riders, uh, racers, anyone in the industry, family, you know. Uh, we're here to actually talk about the industry, hear about stories, try and get you guys, you know, uh, shout out to your sponsors, that type of thing. And, uh, here at Racers Alley, you know, for a $10 donation, you can either actually get on to uh, Mutiny Radio, WWW Mutiny Radio, and uh, do the, uh, how do you say, donate button, or you can call us here at 415-550-0511, and um, give it $10, you can uh, have a nice, uh, I guess... Thank whoever you want, you know, uh, give a shout out to all your sponsors, your friends, the organizations, uh, family, especially girlfriend, anyone who actually puts up with you as a racer, you know, cause it's a very big endeavor and I'm sure, you know, it's, uh, a lot of people out there rooting for you and it's nice to give them a shout out back. And that being said, you know, if you're in the industry and actually want to give a shout out to your racers and, and fans and, uh, you know, anyone out there, uh, customers, you can always do so as well. You know, racers Alley's here to promote racers, promote, uh, industry and uh, generally also have stories think family I mean it, 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 we're, we're just basically a giant living room here so you can always call us and Mutiny Radio can always use the donation our ship is, uh, has a few holes uh, sprung and we could definitely use some uh, funds here to get us back uh, back afloat and like I said you can always call us at 415-550-0511 and uh, be live and say hey man you know I'd like to thank everyone and uh, do that on the air live or you can always uh, give us a shout out at www mutinyradio.fm or .com and uh, talk to us and uh, email us and let us know exactly what you want to say. Again, you can also find me on the face of my book uh, on uh, Racers Alley and PM me that way and, uh, you know, uh, definitely say something. First caller wins a a lighter from a mutiny radio. <laughs> there you go. We got mutiny radio lighters here. So uh, give us a haul. Give us give us a shout out and see what's going on. Right on. Uh, anyways, we're going to take a short bike break before our guest gets here. Uh, Wade, do you have anything to say? I have a, a, a shout out for TT fans, Irish road racing fans. Ooh. And the Ulster is now supposedly the fastest road race on the planet at 136.4 average. For Peter Hickman, my my buddy. Anyhow, check this out. Wow. That, that's what it's like over there. 136 average lap. They're probably breaking uh, uh, 200 miles an hour now, aren't they? 
Yeah, the, the newest record, they just clocked somebody at 202. 202. Yeah, I think it should be higher than that. But anyhow, officially 202 at the at the Ulster. Wow, that's, that's an incredible feat. I mean, road racing now is breaking the 200-mile mark. And if you've never seen it, I mean, just imagine a two-lane country road and uh, any two-lane country road out there. And uh, Highway 1, for instance, imagine going 200 miles an hour around a certain course out there. It's, it's quite incredible what those boys are doing. It's like riding a bullet. Right? It's beautiful. <laughs> it is. And uh, you can always watch it out there on uh, YouTube or, you know, find out. I mean, you can get a Manx TV or something like that. And uh, it's it's incredible to see these these people fly. I mean, Wade and I have been out there personally uh, racing uh, more than once. And, uh, yeah, it's it's unless you're out there, you really don't understand the, 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 the course as far as the narrowness and, and, and the amount of um, precision it takes, right? I mean, yeah, you have two inches or two degrees and... The TT, there is no runoff anywhere. If you make a mistake, you're probably not coming back. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely no room for error, and uh, yeah, you make a mistake. I mean, you'll be lucky to walk away. And it, uh, right now, our boys are breaking 200, which was, which is really really awesome. Yeah, and right? the, t- the TT, it's 37 and a half miles where you're doing that. It's like 20, 15, 20 minutes of super warp speed, 300 and some odd corners. Um, the Dundron doesn't have that many corners, but it's a beautiful track and it's got deer's leap, all kinds of great stuff where it's just rocket stuff. Have you been out there? Have you seen it? No, I actually rode it. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Uh, when were you out there, Wade? Uh, 95 on a ZX7 when the 600s really started taking off and I was chasing 600s the whole time. Wow. So I was totally privateer, showed up on my own uh, with no help, got help from... Um, Aunt Helen and uh, Uncle John from Joey's clan actually picked yeah. me up, took my 750 around, helped me get to the races. And I was one of the guys on the back row, but I was I was there. I did some Irish races. I did the Northwest like three times. Wow. Um, the Dundrod, actually I did the Dundrod, not the Ulster. It's the same track and everything, just different time of year. Oh, interesting. Uh, um, and then Scaries and Kells and uh, do another one. They have a full season. Stay another couple of weeks. Stay another couple of weeks. It was yeah. great. Wow. That's always been a dream of mine, actually, do the road race circuit over there. It's uh, Yeah, it's quite a handful. Yeah, the road yeah. races are real road races, as they call it. It's not a circuit. It's not. There is no runoff anywhere. Nope. There's right. a post. There's a you know mailbox. There's a driveway. There's a whatever. Lots of wheelie bumps and uh, yeah, yeah. It's generally not smooth. <laughs> yeah. The, on the aisle, the sidewalks are about as wide as your shoulders. Yep. Exactly. And that's it. And you can't put two Cadillacs on that road. They won't pass each other. It's not enough room. They're little tiny roads. Yeah, European cars were small back then. <laughs> but your your bike only needs like maybe three, four inches of pavement, right? Yeah, and moving around. Right on, right on. How you doing, August? Good. How's everybody? <laughs> doing well. Brian, did you have something to say? Yeah, I just had a quick shout out before the music break. Um, today, if he were still alive, would have been my grandfather's 100th birthday. Um, so I wanted wow, to give wow. a shout out to my grandfather, Bill who I never got to meet, but I definitely got all the badass genes in the family from. This guy was uh, suspended from high school for riding his motorcycle in the hallway. It's one of his many, many highlights. Oh, one badass. of our heroes. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great, Brian. I wish I could say that. Happy birthday. <laughs> right? That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's very cool, Brian. Right on. Yeah, cool. Happy birthday to Bill. 
Exactly. Happy birthday, Bill. Whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's see here. We just got August Weber Sr. in here, and we, earlier we were mentioning uh, I, that was uh, Wade's uh, bike. We have the DTR1, and uh, this weekend, I believe, uh, we've got some racing going. Yeah, the, the pro races a mile at Sacramento um, is uh, Saturday afternoon to evening and then they have an amateur race on sunday as far as i know it's the only one on the planet it's the only one in the u.s and it's been here for four or five years um this time lodi's putting on the amateur event um i don't have a pro license so i'm riding that and i didn't have a bike a proper bike hardly not a fast bike so i built one i'm riding open class anything goes so I built an R1. It's what grows in my neighborhood. I, I live in San Francisco. We have street bikes. Yeah. Well, uh, listeners out there, I mean, uh, not all of you from California and such, and uh, some of you from Europe, apparently. And uh, mile, uh, mile bike is uh, basically uh, something that can go over 100 miles an hour, and that type of racing is on the dirt. And usually you have kind of a, I believe, kind of a, a grooved, kind of a street knobby looking tire and uh, no front brake. Yeah, no front brake. This is this is blue groove, um, blue groove or cushion. A cushion wants an almost knobby, if you can get away with it. Where a blue groove, you want smooth tires. And if you're not on the groove, which is four to six inches, maybe a foot wide, you're in the dust and and you're struggling. Okay. And yeah, you have no front brakes. Uh, okay, so that explains the tires you have on the DTR1 right now. I mean, they're, they're, they're basically street tires. So your blue groove racing, not out there in the... Yeah, it's almost pavement, but it's really dirt. Okay. So, you know, so you can, on a, on a good groove, you can kind of hear the wheels squeal a little bit. But if you can light the tire up if you get off in the dust. You, you just stay off the hay bales. <laughs> stay off the hay bales. Stay off the hay bales. Make the turn. Make the turn. <laughs> Make the turn. Uh, awesome. Yeah, so uh, basically uh, what Wade has done is turned a, a, a street Yamaha YZF-R1, I think it's a 2005, and uh, turned it into uh, what they had as an open class run, what you brung. So he had, uh, well, he had one lying around and decided to turn it into a miler. And since then, it's been uh, quite legendary and uh, has a great sound just wheeling across the whole front and back straight. Yeah, it's the only one that wheelies down the straight, and it does like 135. <laughs> Which is awesome. It's it really great. good. It took me a year or two to really get, get the hang of it because it's big, it's bulky, and I can run over you real easy. <laughs> yep. And I don't want to run over anybody because if you just pin it, it'll... It'll spin, it'll dig a hole, and then it'll grab, and it'll run over anything that's in front of it for like 50 feet, and it'll be in the lead. Just zoom. So I try to be nice. My, my, my race sort of starts on the back straightaway and see where the leader is and start hunting them down. Yep, just reeling, reeling them in. Yeah, it's faster down a straightaway. The singles are actually in the lead. It's the fastest guy out there otherwise is on a single. What happened to the twins? Uh, they don't really hardly sell twins. No, you know. Anyhow, I got two guys coming out with Ducatis trying to give me a Heard hard about time, that. which is um, nice uh, to actually get some other uh, new blood out there and different type of machinery. Yeah, something you they know. need something a little bigger. The the guy I think the guy that's behind me is on a Rotax, um, which is really good. He's doing dynamite, mm, but n- nobody else can touch him. 
you know, so somebody needed a bigger motor. And when you go racing, there's always somebody with a bigger motor, a bigger wallet, or just knows how to go faster, and it's his day. So. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have new uh, new machinery, the innovation as well. I mean, you got a couple of ducks out there. I haven't seen that. I mean, Indian's been out there just recently, I believe. Yeah, uh, so my bike's uh, been out there six years. And when I got there, there was a guy on a ZX-9 and he didn't do so good because he never came back. He should have been <laughs> knocking on my door if he figured out how to ride it. Wow. You know, it's, it is big, but the, the, um, the mile is big. The corners are 70, 80 mile an hour. The wow. singles will do 110, maybe 115 down a straightaway. So if you can do 120, 130, <laughs> Sacramento's got long straightaways. Nice. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be Willie City. Uh, my 650 just was so slow. <laughs> <laughs> it was like rowing down a straightaway. It took me eight seconds to get down a straightaway. The R1's four. Wow. You better pay attention. <laughs> just ho hold on and just wheelie all the way down <laughs> nice well that's going on i guess uh so uh, pros are going to be saturday night and uh uh, uh sunday is going to be uh, yeah. local privateers yeah yeah nice and uh, all classes i imagine yeah yeah, yeah. little well sort of little guys all all the way up I'm not sure what the smallest spike is being in the mile, but a couple two fifties, a couple two strokes. There's some, there's some little two strokes that are just blaze, and all the kids, mom and dad, sponsor them really well, so they got really fast little bikes. And yeah, and, uh, you know, you know uh, Saturday just because you got all the big money. I mean, there's a lot of retired people who are really, really fast as well. So you know, that's that's where you get out the locals, and that's happening with the AFM right now. You got a lot of guys who. Some are retired that are coming out of the woodwork, which I thought I'd actually be coming out there. And they're like, oh, shoot, I don't have to like run these people and race with these people again. All these people that beat me are out there. Jeez, are they bringing all the same bikes? Oh, you're still here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and nobody slowed down either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's really, really neat. And I'm seeing more and more of it. I just started racing again uh, last couple of years here and there. And um, AFM, of course, which I, I love those guys. Thank you, AFM. And uh, yeah, I've been seeing more and more folks uh, my age which is around 52 but anyways um Jesus. yeah right i'm the young guy here what <laughs> except for dj uh, what a youngster. <laughs> yeah so all these boys are out there and and they're fast and uh it's really really neat to see you know and uh mentioning with wade uh, they got a inline four class right now that's uh, might be serious point uh, august do you know that uh, the um they're having a big races this weekend. Yes, they are. They're yeah. having the Moto America. Moto America. A, uh, national out at Sears Point. So it's uh, pretty impressive. These uh, fastest fastest guys in the country and and gals and uh, they are they're going to do battle. Uh, they'll have races both Saturday and Sunday out there. So it's really something to watch if you can come out Sears Point, uh, also known as Sonoma Raceway. Yes, <laughs> and uh, you'll you'll see some incredible times uh, on a legendary circuit. So um, these are the the pros right now racing through the United States. This is part of the circuit uh, they're running. Correct. Nice. Correct. So, yeah. um, may, what do you, what do you think? The, what, what are the premier classes? Uh, One thousand, six hundred. Yeah, what, what are they racing uh, out there? Superbike class. There is Superstock, a local California boy uh, named Andrew Lee. 
uh, his dad, Eddie, and I have known each other for years, and Andrew's come up, and he's the reigning uh, 2018 Superstock 1000cc champion on a Kawasaki. And nice. And he's also leading the points again. So he'll be out there, and he's he's a talent to watch. He's super smooth and fast, and that's what it takes. To and a home fast. track, cool. right? Home track. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really, yeah. really cool. What's, what's he racing? Uh, the Kawasaki? He is racing the ZX-10R, yep. And nice. is he racing any other bikes, any other classes as well? I mean, uh, no, I think is the premier class for him is the uh, super stock. Concentrating, 1, concentrating on that. Nice, absolutely. And yeah. then, you know, I've raced yep. thousands, wage raced thousands as well. And I mean, that yeah, it takes a lot to, to do that, and that's wonderful. Oh, boy, let's yeah, he's shout out and good luck on that one. Yep. Awesome, good luck to yeah. all those guys for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're right really, on. They really put the hammer down when the uh, when the lights go out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whoa, awesome. So that's going to be going on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here at Sears Point, uh, aka Sonoma Raceway. It is, yes. And so it's it's something to uh, not miss if you if you can get there. It's well worth it if you can only get there Sunday and, and watch the. Uh, uh, the big races, then you'll you'll be impressed uh, to bet. see uh, how fast these guys really can go at that home track at Sears Point. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's changed since when I was out there a million years ago, but I mean, it's still a lot of the uh, you know the, most of it's still the same thing we remember from the eighties, nineties. Correct, and, uh, pretty uh, much. Um, and it's a tighter course, a hilly a tighter and, course. Uh, uh, certainly, if you can feel comfortable around Sears Point, my feeling is you can go to any track anywhere and get comfortable. Pretty fast because you've already seen some variation of the corners at the other track at Sears Point. Blind rises and off-camber corners and bus stop chicanes. I have to agree with that. I've been to a bunch of them and Sears is totally my home track. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, really, it works. It helps. It's nothing's really easy there. No, you don't have, (laughs) nothing's easy. You don't have time to rest. Uh, They did put the uh, turn nine bus stop chicane in quite a number of years ago, and it's changed it a little. The speeds are still pretty enormous. Uh, uh, There is no time to rest. You're you're constantly turning. it It just took the the edge off of what was turn 10 yes so, yeah because there's there's almost no runoff there no there, there's a, there's a couple of feet you know yeah. compared to real road racing but yeah yeah there was nothing there and we lost a couple friends out there and everything. Yeah. so yeah, if it what can you do to slow it down right yeah and sergio went down yeah. out there and he, he cracked himself up pretty good yeah turn, old turn 10 was a pretty wicked one turn, 10, turn nine was super fast you were pinned in uh, like my old fcr 1000 fifth gear pinned at 11.5 going through turn nine nice just <laughs> and then you just rolled off a little and set the front for turn 10 and back in the gas so. <laughs> <laughs> love those fcr what, what year fcr that in 91 awesome yeah 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 yeah. i love that bike you can't really find it i've been looking for them just for a street bike right there's none i've you, got i've you, got mine i haven't awesome. turned it back to a street bike it's got a 95 motor that was built by uh, spears racing i just gotta resurrect it but uh ah, okay so now i'm you know i won't be competing there but i will be competing um September 1st when AFM comes out to Sears Point. So that'll be my first race in over a year. No kidding. Yeah. Nice. Kicking the pants. What are you going to be running? My 07 GSX-R1000. 07 GSX-R1000. Yeah, Suzuki 1000. It's, um, you know, geared a little differently. It's, It's not... You know, there is no electronic aids on it, that kind of thing. So it's it's the normal ride by the seat of the pants and feel. And Yeah, nice. Um, is that the one that you use with uh, Fun Track Days? That is. 
Yep. So it's it's your baby. You just, I mean, you're just symbiotic. Yeah. <laughs> you have so many thousands of miles on there. You're ready to just do, yeah. Do, yeah. 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 That's the way I, I feel I, about my. I got an 06 in my sidecar. So they're all, uh, almost identical. Yeah. Yes. I've been running, running that for at least 10 years now. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. they're basically bulletproof. They're wonderful motors. Yeah. And yeah. 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 I'm the same way. I'm carburetor, airbox, exhaust, you know, cables. I've ridden, actually, um, first time I rode a fly-by-wire was over at Argentina with that 2010 R6. Oh, well. And um, I ended up getting at 3 a.m. the day before I had to go out, barely any time on it, you know, usual right. thing. And um, didn't skip a beat. You know, I didn't <laughs> even know. it. I was so... The bike did not in any way detract from me concentrating on racing right you know, it was just so out of the box perfect you know uh wade was in a r1 in front of me uh during practice and it was raining over the hills in argentina and copina and uh yeah you got like a rainbow here lightning and we're just he's roosting and we're just like first time in like a week we're actually able to get out there together oh nice and uh yeah so we were able to yeah. practice together on that and it was quite a wonderful time you know that's, oh, a lot of that was a great time you know uh, yeah it's yeah hey david thanks argentina yeah <laughs> yeah capina 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 yeah so anyways uh let's see here talking about uh well, uh, this weekend, we're going to have uh, AFM Racing. I got a phone call thingy, so I'm going to figure out how to answer that. And you guys talk about August. What's happening with the races? Uh, actually, with your school. Uh, you mentioned track days. Yeah, track and day. uh, something big's going to come up in Thunder Hill. You betcha. Monday the 12th, uh, we're doing the five-mile. So yeah. I'm hoping and planning, and we'll see. But I'm going to supposedly be there. <laughs> Oh, well, that'll be awesome. Yeah, we'd, we'd all like to actually take advantage of that. Yeah, the five miles, uh, uh, amazing to be able to do a, a, a lap uh, yeah. of five miles. It's uh, pretty exciting. It gives you both uh, east and west tracks. And, uh, okay. you, you know, the elevation changes are pretty pretty intense. And, uh, you know, the concentration level is there. And then you get to come back onto the east side and relax a little bit. And <laughs> There you go. I haven't even seen the west side yet. And anyhow, I, I, in theory, talked my sponsor into it. So Eric and I are hoping to show up with a couple of bikes and do the whole thing. And Oh, yeah, you'll and, love it. Yeah, I told, you, we got to do it. We got to do it. Yeah, you'll love it. Track it's, like that. it's pretty impressive. Great. We've got uh, we've got uh, room left in the you know our extreme and our cruising group bar. All right, let me interrupt, fellas. I think we got a phone call. I'm trying to figure out. Our first caller? You are our first caller ever. Let's see if that works. Can you what? hear us? Ron, say hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, how are you? Well, I'm we great. Uh, love, love your your uh, broadcast, and wanted to make a donation of ten dollars, as you had asked for, to bring up your residual fund for the broadcast. This is all the way from Des Plaines, Illinois. Holy moly! Illinois, all right, all right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I happen to be Brian Lester's dad. Yeah, that's my dad. I had a hey, feeling. Mr. Lester, awesome. <laughs> I told him to listen to the show tonight for the shout-out. I, I really appreciate it. I was listening uh, about my dad's 100th birthday and wanted to make a donation in his name uh, to the podcast, and I will absolutely verify that Brian got his badass jeans. <laughs> awesome, Mr. Lester. That's right. great. That's oh. cool, Ron. What I will do is I will pledge that amount, and I will talk to Brian about the best way to send the funds, but... I encourage everybody else who is listening, this is an intelligent, 
fun broadcast <laughs> for serious uh, motorcycle guys, and I'm proud that it's on the air uh, for all you guys. So thank you very much, and uh, thanks for the shout-out to, to Bill. He would get the biggest kick out of this in the <laughs> world because he was out in California in the mid-30s when he was a young man. Wow, wow. Uh, after he got thrown out of high school for riding the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was out here as a uh, mechanic for the roller derby. So, oh, no kidding. That is great. But that is badass. Great yeah. job. It's wonderful to hear you, and we just wanted to give our support and encourage anybody who's listening to do the same thing uh, so that we can have this type of quality uh, radio on the air. Thank you, Mr. Lester. And uh, oh. you are our yeah. first caller, so we're going to get Brian to send you a Meet Me Radio shirt you know, for sure and uh, a couple of other nice yeah, uh, nice ads. Yeah, yeah. You're the winner. <laughs> awesome. I would love that. That would be just great. Now, wear it with honor. Awesome. And uh, again, cheers to Pops. Yeah, thanks, Dad. All right. Guys, great job. All right. Cheers. (laughs) All right. That being said, let's take a little break and we'll be getting right back to you. And Brian, you already are. Cheers to Pops and cheers to Granddads. That's so cool. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome, dude.
Welcome back to Meetney Radio, and this is Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, yeah, it's always nice to hear conversations going on between. Uh, well, we got the music playing, and we got August and Wade talking about uh, old school racing and where we've been. And uh, yeah, Brian and I are talking about pops and uh, music. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, where uh, where Carrie has been, she runs uh, Moto Bird Adventures, and I uh, haven't heard from her in a while. And uh, Ryan said she's out in the middle of Idaho. Yeah, she's. I think she's in the Wyoming area. I got a postcard from her a little while back um ultimately i think she's headed to montana check some of that out some of that wide open space riding um so far i've heard everything's pretty beautiful the picture she sent me was she went around a corner and there were about 40 50 sheep in the middle of the road (laughs) so she said watch out like blind turns you never know if there's a whole herd of sheep on the other side exactly Um, so it sounds like she's having a really good time out there and perhaps that's a scouting mission for her company for a future trip you know in the back of her head i know she's always thinking that when she goes out and solo rides um but you know just out there having fun clearing the head uh having a good time riding by herself that's very empowering and i know her whole mission is to empower other women to do things like that that's that's very true and nothing nothing better getting out there and riding and that clearing your head and uh carrie runs uh motorbird adventures it's uh basically a tour company and uh 
female oriented though the you know folks want to come they can come and uh, you can always get a hold of her at uh, www.motorbirdadventures.com and you know she has a bunch of a uh, uh, planned uh, rides here and there i mean they, she's gone to baja she's gone to lost coast uh, california right now like uh, we mentioned you don't you don't have a tour business and go on a ride to idaho and all those areas without planning so no, you're, you're basically in your head you're actually not planning i mean you're planning future tours you know it's like you're out there going okay this is where i can take folks all right this is you know which is a nice thing to do you go out there first you scout everything out and then from there it's like they got great stakes and you know have a great time Ooh, so yeah. it's very very cool uh, if you want to actually contact her in the future when she gets back uh motorbird adventure very nice way to go and right? also say they've got a nice new commercial on their website which Ooh. if you look really closely you can see about two seconds of milk crate brian riding his <laughs> sr 500 on highway one they, they brought a drone out and they did an overhead shot of us flying by Oh, neat. Um, yeah, and I'm in the background in another scene. Obviously, not a main character, given that this is mostly female-oriented business, and that's the kind of folks we're trying to attract and, and empower. Yeah, that's great. And this, this, this you know, yeah, this area, I mean, uh, this whole area, you know, in the States uh, really is a great area to ride, and there's so many places to go, which I haven't actually, actually explored a whole lot of it. So it's really, really neat nowadays. You can actually find a lot of uh, tour companies uh, go out there and cater to your needs. And, uh, you know, that being said just like track days i mean nowadays there's a lot of things out there and a lot of ways to go and uh fun track days we were just talking about so um a couple of weeks we're going to do a five mile over at thunder hill just a couple of days actually monday the 12th oh monday the 12th we're so already there we're Holy already moly. there right yeah. after oh, the mile <laughs> yeah, right after the mile right after uh the sears points and around absolutely do everything all at the same time yeah we're so already middle month oh, yeah it's uh we we do certainly have a little bit of room left in our our c group and our a group which is uh cruising and extreme our advanced our b group is just about sold out we do offer uh two group format as well so if you want to ride extreme advanced or advanced cruising it gives you 40 minutes of ride time per hour the five mile being a little bit more expensive uh typically that is uh, 250 uh, to do two groups per hour so you get out seven uh, you, you get out literally 14 times uh, uh, a day and uh, the beauty of that is you get to work on lines and you get to be even smoother and and we also uh, are offering if you use racers alley 20 off 2019 when you go to checkout you will save twenty dollars whether you do the two group format or the single group format so you could basically be 225 or for the single group format you could be uh, 155 dollars so certainly come on out use racers alley 20 off 2019 to get your 20 dollars off and speaking of ladies i have something in the works for one of our october dates probably on uh, October 4th on the east side of Thunder Hill. Uh, I have something in the works for the ladies. So uh, ladies as well, if you're going to sign up for any of our uh, remaining dates, use FTD ladies and get $20 off. Uh, again, if the ladies are going to come out, use FTD ladies as a promo code and you will get $20 off. Fun Track Days was uh, founded in 2015 and, and really it's not about us as an organization it's about our riders it's about the community it's about 
you feeling comfortable, you improving your yourself on your own bike, and uh, being smooth, consistent, uh, going faster, safer, and and really it is about you. We do everything we can to make a, a fun, safe environment, and give instruction all day long if you if you want, and it's a really a great experience. Um, we have a lot of people. We even have some people that ride their motorcycle every time from San Francisco all the way to Thunder Hill, ride all day, and then ride home. Woo. Yeah. You've done that before off-road. Yeah, road, I've that, done that you as are well, even for racing. You <laughs> yeah. You're very tired at the end of the day. I look yep. forward to that shower. If you even get that far, you just pass out in the bed in your letters. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, uh, I was I, I mentioned this to folks at work. Um, I didn't know you are going to have a, a, a ladies' track day, which I will definitely pass on to quite a few people, get the dames out there to pass the word as well. Um, dames don't care, folks. And uh, hi, Emily. Anyhow... Um, uh, I talk to folks at, 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 uh, when they come in the shop, and, uh, you know, i got a lot of people kicking tires, and, uh, you know, they ride and stuff. But uh, what I like about Fun Track Days is uh, I mentioned that it's very personalized. You can go out there with the instructor four guys, but at the end, end, end of the session, they're, they're each going to talk to you and say, hey, man, how you doing? And throughout the session, they'll actually... Um, kind of a go hey man how'd you feel about that turn so the more the more you go out there the more likely you know you'll get more interaction and, and, and feedback which is really great as well as uh in between sessions like you started the session uh your first session after that they have a, a classroom session and what's neat about that is correct me if i'm wrong i guess uh, what you're actually teaching is like here's what you should have just learned in this session and here's what you can uh kind of uh, pointers for the next time you correct. go out correct yeah. it's it's building each class builds on the one before it and we do have three classes uh, per day in a body positioning clinic at lunchtime and we do give tips on body position during the day but there's an official class at lunch so the very first class is at 9 30 then at 10 30 then 11 30 and the way they're structured is to really help the we specialize in first-time riders to the track and folks that want to uh, maybe they're new to motorcycling. We've had people buy their bikes the first time and actually come out and have a good, successful day. Oh. And so the timing of those classes is um, set up for the cruising group and intro to the track people. And uh, getting touching really quickly on intro to the track, normally it's a $45 fee. You get two sessions live on the track with instruction and two classrooms. After the 1030 classroom, if as an intro to the track rider, you want to stay, you just simply pay the balance of the, the ticket for the day and still get your uh, the remaining classroom and the in, uh, body positioning clinic. Nice. That being said, if you're an intro to the track rider and you want to try it out, you don't have leathers. We do have some loaner leathers. We do offer nice. loaner awry helmets for you. Uh, you would certainly need your boots and gloves. That racer's alley 20 off, 2019 in the FTD ladies for $20 off, works with the intro to the track $45 ticket. The cool thing about that is now you can ride the track for $25. That's crazy. Which is awesome because... That might actually get me out to the track. (laughs) Come on, Brian. I I can't imagine a lot of folks not doing more after that because, you know, it's once you're out there, I mean, your eyes are wide open. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to fly more. Yep. You know, and it's nice because we'll, you know... Again, just like uh, uh, Alex said, it's a nice, friendly atmosphere. We're there to help. We are geared to help you. We want to. We will ask multiple times, even uh, at when you roll to grid, do you want an instructor? And we'll get you an instructor, and we'll do one-on-one. And we don't 
the key thing that we do do is we we instruct at the pace that you're comfortable at. We've already will be pacing you and you know okay. maybe the fastest part of the racetrack you're at x number of rpm well the instructor goes by and the next time they go to that section of the racetrack um, and you're following in their wheel tracks uh, at a safe distance you're going to maybe go 250 rpm higher or 500 rpm higher but not we're not going to take off and leave you and and hope that you catch up because we want you to observe what we're doing and everybody is is really really enjoys it and and you know the suggestions from any one of the instructors to the the student the client that they're they're with even if they only take in one of the things that may be offered as a suggestion it's to help them it's to make them more comfortable feel safer and more confident on their own motorcycle so like most of us we still ride on the street Yes. When we bring that back to the street, now we are able to concentrate more with less effort. And in doing so, if something comes up and we're able to react in the right, uh, react in a situation, the, the, the correct uh, action the first time rather than second guessing what we're doing. And, you know, I, I love it. it it's great. Um, I do get to instruct every once in a while myself. I do get to ride once in a while. Um, it, it may not be as glorious as some people think that I would be riding all the time. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's other things that, that need to be tended to. But, again, gotcha. it's, you know, fun track days. I call it fun track days because that's what we want you to have. And if you don't, if you feel that you need to talk to us, we're free to listen. We want to hear from you even that day. And uh, we're we're constantly trying to improve, and the only way we really can is to is to have the feedback from our our customers and our clients, and and that's the way we get better. And again, it's it's really about you guys. That's it, what I mentioned. You don't now, to, can you bring just about anything to this? Like, can I show up on my KLR six fifty with my milk crate on the back, or does absolutely. it need to be a sport bike? Is the milk crate secure? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just keep, don't put the dog in it. Okay. <laughs> Without goggles. <laughs> <laughs> so that the answer is yes. And and uh, last year there was a gentleman out in our cruising group, and he was a very good rider. He was on a Harley, uh, a full uh, a bagger, and I followed him in the cruising group because it was just cool to see. And he was passing everybody nice and safe. And you know we we do our best to have very good safe passing rules. And and so he went by people. Uh, and this was on the east side on the three mile circuit. And he was dragging floorboard and showering mm -hmm. me with sparks. And I was back probably eight to ten bike lengths. And and I'm kind of giggling inside my helmet. And then he in the later stages of the day because he did the body positioning clinic and he was kind of hanging off the bike a little bit he started uh, there was white puffs of uh, fiberglass off the bags uh, through the corner so he got the thing that low and it was a hoot to see and we, we had a good laugh about it when when the session was over within the pits and he just he super enjoyed himself yeah it was cool that is cool you know I mean bringing yep. out big old bikes and uh, yeah riding whatever out there right yeah maybe I'll bring the wing yeah, yeah, there you go. That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, we've had, you know, uh, Multistradas and Goldwings and Scramblers and you, you name it. We've had, uh, uh, you know, even our youth racers that we sponsor. Uh, there's a young gentleman named Max Toth who races in the CEV uh, Italian Championship. Uh, he's from uh, the yeah, Bay Area. And, uh, you know, he comes out in any one of our Thunder Hill events. Uh, our youth racer program, ages 13 to 17, allows youth racers with a license here in the United States to ride for free 
at our Thunder Hill events. And that's our, our way of giving back. And, uh, you know, because usually, cool. yeah, usually that's they train so cool. on the smaller tracks. This gives them an experience to go on the bigger tracks. So when they do get either to the world stage or get into Moto America or, or wherever on a bigger track, they've got some experience. Well, also and, endurance. I mean, yeah. You want to be able to go out there. That That's the thing about that uh, five-mile track you're mentioning. Um, boy, you know, uh, you can do that for, what do you say, 40-minute sessions? Yeah, if you can do, if you're running the two-group session, which literally gets you 40 minutes of riding time around five miles, uh, you're doing pretty good. You are doing pretty good. <laughs> I mean, what also, I yeah. mean, if you can pace yourself, imagine how much that helps when you're only doing six to eight laps. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, more ways than one. I mean, you're doubly concentrating, a, you know, twice a mile course, and then now you're bringing that in half. It's, it's a great training, uh, yeah. uh, the five mile, I think. Uh, that's that's really, really, really cool. And to be smooth at it and to, to hit your lines and do the same thing at the same point of the racetrack, lap after lap, is really the goal. Because then you're consistent, and once you're, you do that, you automatically become smooth. Yes. I mean, well, that's all part of doing circles, but, uh, uh, running circles, but as well as, I mean, um, it's nice to have actually input to make sure you're getting there the right way rather than going backwards. Right. I imagine, you know, it's always nice to have someone to help you out, you know, yeah. that's, which is really cool. And, uh, so anyhow, um, so it's Monday, Monday, the 12th. We, there is always at any of our events, even when we did uh, July 3rd and 4th at Laguna Seca, we have free camping is offered in the paddock. Ooh. So come on up uh, at Thunder Hill. The gates open from 530 till midnight. And, on uh, Sunday? Uh, on Sunday night. Nice. So yep. you could actually, because it's really hard to get there in the morning, unload, to do everything and get the tech, all that good stuff. Yep. Um, and make the riders meeting at eight. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> if you can get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you barely get out of the car. Beep, you got to go. <laughs> you better be there. Eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Boy. Uh, so that's really, really neat. Uh, uh, camping in the evening. Uh, it's it's a nice uh, offer, you know. It makes everything yeah. easier for the morning. Wade is always camped at the uh, all, all the courses, huh? Yeah, pretty mm. much. Um, if I leave, I'm afraid I'm going to be late. Yeah. If I wake up there, I'm there. It's hard to be late if you're already there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. Someone will be knocking on your tent. You know, yep. it's really, really cool. Right on. So, how can we get a hold of you? How can we get fun track days going? You can reach us at info at funtrackdays.com. My cell phone is 707-246-7213. You can also check us out at uh, www.funtrackdays.com. With a Z. With a Z. <laughs> .com. Very important that you put the Z in there. Yes. And we're. Uh, I do my best to answer uh questions as quickly as possible uh don't don't dismay i do see them uh, i do have a real job i sell motorcycles during the day at uh, monroe motors here in san francisco on great Rochester. shop yeah. uh, eye candy oh my god <laughs> yeah, ducatis and triumphs and moto Guzzi's and you know husvarnas and uh envy augustas we have a beautiful envy augusta in there now oh really <laughs> it's a siri oro it's uh, number 167 of 200 that were produced worldwide in 2013 and it's absolutely pristine it's a 675 motor you should come down and, and take a look this thing doesn't look like it's a 2013 it looks like it's a 2021 or something it's what's the configuration nice. it's a 675 three-cylinder inline three 
gotcha. and just just gorgeous. It, it's it is number one sixty seven of uh, two hundred that they produced for the face of the planet in twenty thirteen. So yes, I, I will answer the best I can uh, and as quickly as I can. We're we're always open to uh, any suggestions or comments. We welcome every every input that we can get because uh, again we want to we want to continue to improve and make your day at Fun Track Days uh, a bunch of fun. And I think, you know, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I tell everyone at work, uh, you know, anyone that comes by uh, about uh, what, you, what your benefits are, you know, added benefits for doing a track day. Because a lot of times you go out there, you just go show up and go do your laps, that type of thing. And, you know, uh, some are less structured, let's say. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to, I mean, like you said, you're not necessarily catering to a racer as much as you're catering to a motorcycler. Uh, motorcyclists to make them better and faster right. and right. Uh, take home the tools that they've learned on the track and put it on the street, which yeah. is really, uh, really, really cool. You know, as far as being on a racetrack, once you get off, braking's a whole different world. I mean, uh, that's what I've always liked yep. about it. You, you know how to stop by the time you're done with that. Yep. You know, and we take, really you know, cool. and it's, and it's being very smooth, the, no matter what the inputs, whether you're throttle or you're braking. And, you know, we also have uh, an AFM racer special. So if they want to come out, they pay you $120 cash day of and can ride in the extreme group and pretty inexpensive. And, uh, you know, even we do have instructors that, that can help them. And most of those guys are really pretty accomplished and uh, guys and gals. Uh, we did have a, uh, AMA, uh, motor America racer join us uh, for July 4th, uh, uh, Shalina, uh, Mareda at uh, Laguna Seca. We also had a young, uh, Karen Ueda, um, I think it's Ueda. <laughs> uh, I apologize if, if I've got that wrong, but she finished fifth in the, uh, Molly junior cup at nice. Laguna Seca against all the, the men. That's so awesome. she was with us at, at Laguna Seca and, uh, what a wonderful gal from Japan, just uh, a great team. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So if you do want to reach us again, it's uh, info at fun track days with a Z.com. My cell is 707-246-7213. Or you can visit www.funtrackdays.com. Yeah, we are. I'm talking about a couple of our friends out there. Uh, Matt Muscati, I believe is the way he says his name. Uh, he was on our show a while back. And I believe last uh, race, he, he, he was up there. He placed first. And uh, I want to say... Uh, Kimi Sako also uh, placed really well. So it's yep. nice to see uh, young folks out there. And, uh, you know, that 400, 250, 400, the light bikes right now are just, you know, they're on fire. They are absolutely you know, on fire. It's, it's I mean, great. that is the rage. That makes you, if you can get your hands on one of those and go out and practice on that, you will be a better rider or racer no matter what. It teaches you to be smooth. You, um, it teaches body position. And the only way to get the, the traction out of it is have the bike more upright. It's just, and carry your speed and carry your speed. It's, yeah. It's just amazing. And yeah. also tactics. So when you, when you get down to, uh, when you're in a group session and you're, um, fighting for place i mean uh, yeah, it comes down craft. to really exactly. uh racecraft exactly uh you, you'll learn where your strengths are and where, where they aren't i mean because it's all about carrying speed and can you break better can you get a little bit better through that because you only have a little bit to get by the guy in front of you because you're almost all damn equal and that being said i was mentioning uh, i was mentioning to wade uh boy there's a whole lot of us out there again the older crew they're bringing out their 400s and if you look in the face of a book yeah 
yeah and then um i'm getting together uh friend jack's uh fcr 400 got just got some one over pistons i raced those things for eight years and uh wade's got a cbr 400 r right or a v, v4 no no i got now i got a v4r oh geez 400 nice <laughs> and uh joe sullivan just got one he just and, got yeah one so yeah. talking about uh there's gonna be a bunch of, bunch of folks out there that are gonna have the different 400s out there coming soon i i, I see that uh, uh another class coming you know in that uh meaning the the older generation 400s uh because yep. right now i can count four of us meaning to do that very yeah. soon lee's got the, his uh, 88 fcr 400 he just put the dz 250 front end on it yeah well yeah i was talking to chad you know right now we have the stock one but uh yeah we have a we have an 88 with a 90 swing arm and uh, a friend of ours jack passed away and uh, many years ago and that was his bike so mm. we've always been planning to get that running and get it over the aisle so yeah seems oh, like cool. 400 inline fours uh and v's coming out man <laughs> which is really cool yeah. You know, all, all types of racing, like we mentioned, you know, the 80s uh, inline fours, uh, you know, the olders, older 80s mm-hmm. uh, super bikes. And we also have the, um, uh, you know, classic bikes coming out now. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun racing going yeah. on. Yeah. Holy moly. Guess who walked in the door? Mr. Paul Brown. How you doing, buddy? Hello. Hello. (laughs) Sit down and relax for a second. Let's take a little bit of a break. Let's get some music on here, Mr. DJ Brian, and uh, Milk Crate. Let's go.
get on here now we got mr paul brown with the dirtbag challenge in and uh i know this next session will probably go uh pretty quickly when we get through all the stories uh thank you august uh fun track days boy looking forward to that monday i wish i could be there uh gotta work but uh boy oh boy five miles around thunder hill that's yep. gonna be a great time everybody will have a good time for sure and Lots uh, of fun. i had a question uh, when you're out there uh, are there uh, support services like uh do any of the tire boys go out there Correct. Uh, michelin is our tire uh, vendor for 2019 uh, we also have, uh, well, Moto Guild is actually sold. They were out helping people with uh, free tools and advice. Oh, neat. Uh, we do have Tech Moto is out there as well. They do. They can actually do a flash tune on an ECU at the track for you. That's they a big do, deal. Yeah, they can do some mechanical stuff. They've done it for several uh, customers during the year out there. Uh, Dainese San Francisco is out there. They also have D-Air suits that they loan to people to try out. The What's suits actually work. Suit? Yeah, I was, was going to ask. Well, that sounds good. The, the D-Air suits. Yeah, what is that? It, it'll actually inflate when you come off the motorcycle. It sounds fucking horrible. 
Can you imagine bounce? being the Michelin man with your fucking arms and legs <laughs> right. sticking out, all angles right. bouncing down the track? And, and it's, yeah, because you just puff, puff right up, but it, it's instantaneous. Paul, I've seen this. work, seriously? Yes. yes. Uh, well, Paul, I, I saw this. a guy get uh, yeah. hit off, and um, yeah. he, he just kind of stood up and was fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen the yeah, guys in the shop hanging their gear. I mean, yeah, that, that's a thing now. And, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of like a weird airbox. But the GP boys, and I, I'm sure the Superboy boy, bike boys, yep. I don't know about the American They'll have guys. Alpine Star or that, that's, that's been a thing for a while. They oh, got, it is? They got oh, a I'm inside, not uh, like a, up with racing shit. Yeah, it's, right. well, yeah, <laughs> gear. I've just heard about it a while ago. But, yeah, it's been a thing for a while. Yep. And, uh, that's crazy. It's trickled down to uh, I guess it has, level. like, a lanyard on it or something. No lanyard. There's a bunch of algorithms that it's programmed. So when it when you come off the bike, if you just step off the bike, it's fine. But if you get chucked no off the bike or at, at speed, the, That's groovy. the computer inside, yeah, it's pretty, really? pretty I awesome. Thought it was it works a, a plug or something. Yeah. Like a jet there's no lanyard. <laughs> no, no, it's not a lanyard. Like uh, a lot of people have a vest that's uh, yeah. on them that works really well. It's tethered to the bike. It's none of that. It, it the algorithms in the Alpine Star and the, especially that uh, Dainese uh, work instantaneously and then it eventually deflates. It's uh, impressive that uh, uh, Dainese's partnered with us this year and they have a nice booth and a nice selection. Uh, Dave Moss tuning for suspension is out there. Yeah, uh, so yeah, if you want to dial your bike in, in and, and uh, we do have we do have that available for you. So uh, there are several vendors out there and and sponsors and and I should have brought my list. Uh, it would take me. A no, I just uh, from sideways, <laughs> but I was just mentioning. I was thinking, hey man, you know we got a bunch of people out there you know and uh, are they renting the 400s uh, not for the rest of the year uh, feel like a pro did up until uh, July 6th and 7th and they do have uh, other obligations with other vendors gotcha great uh, great bike when you do they'll partner with us next year as, uh, as well uh, and also it's going to be a little warm this weekend so we do have a, what we call a hydration station it is uh, full of ice full of water full of Gatorade and it's free for the customers yeah. to come I, by I was wondering just, what that yeah. meant so uh, yes you can go in there and yeah it's right there in, in the Fun Track Days pits, and everybody is welcome to, to grab it. And, and it's, it's a big we, deal. It's a big you deal. You forget about it sometimes. Yep. And I've gone out there a little dizzy at one point, and it's like, yeah, you're doing so much, so many things. And but, yeah, it's nice to be properly hydrated. Yep. Hydrate and, uh, yourself. Hi, and, I, and I always say hydrate your bike. You don't want to be out on the backside of the five mile with no fuel. Oh, if you run out yeah, of fuel, we true. can't bring it to you. It's a live track. We're not able to do that. Oh, really? <laughs> do, uh, yeah, yeah, you're out there for a while. Yeah. People run out of fuel a lot? Not a lot. Just enough I've to ruin it. their day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, right. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't mean, like, the, do people run out of fuel a lot? I said, maybe I should say, do a lot of people run out of fuel uh we always have <laughs> one to two um uh on any given day uh, and that's usually the, the maximum um you know if they get it if they do it in the morning the bike sits until noon if they do it in the afternoon uh, they don't get it back till five we just holy moly oh really yeah we don't stop the session to to go out and and bring the bike in because we're it's it's against track policy no matter what track to fuel a bike on a live racetrack i was just going to ask you can someone bring out fuel no nope so nobody like your buddies can't no 
Well, so. think about it. If like, they spill it, it's on a hot. No, tank it makes sense. It, yeah, yeah, it, it totally makes that all the yeah. sense in the yeah, world yeah. to me. I'm just curious, you know, about what the actual rules and stuff. Are. I guess it's all about safety, really. Yeah, 100 yeah, percent. Sure. Uh, fire. Yeah. You know, it's all it's about. It's definitely that. about safety, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Blowing up, getting blown up. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, That's no good. No, no, no. The suit would go off and. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's interesting. That um, well, actually, uh, I wonder if that would work. Like, if you got blown up, like, would the suit kick in? If if you came off the bike, yeah, probably. If you got blown <laughs> off it, sure. No, he's talking about a. Oh yeah, like oh, if you okay. were walking down the street <laughs> on an IED <laughs> went off you're, like you're, in well, the restaurant. You're a soldier, so it's, here we go. We, no, no, yeah, you never know. Going on. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I mean, actually, it's a pretty groovy idea if yeah, you could it, develop. Well, that. it's really yeah. neat uh, that actually, I would like to try that. I wonder if they would give me one for free so I can actually crash it. Well, they you know? do. Um, uh, it is free to try it at no the track. So get your yeah self to the track and I'll do a high side or something. If you want to crash <laughs> it, yeah, 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 well, like, and the thing shoot. about, the thing about mm-hmm. that is, is I get no, if that happens, there's no cost to the rider that has the suit on. They just take the suit back and before he gets into the ambulance, the suit will come off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. If they have to go for an ambulance ride, the suit will come off. But uh, no, certainly that happens less and less anymore. Suits, yeah. The suits are, are pretty they're fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, they really are. And it's a next generation of safety and, uh, and they do work from what I've heard and from what I've seen and at work and stuff. I did not know they did the whop, whop, whop with the, with the chip in there. So that's, that's pretty neat. Yep. You know, uh, yep. It's all yeah. computer controlled. I got to figure uh, out a way to use that nefariously but uh anyhow paul welcome what's up bro doing well paul used to have a show i believe uh yeah i used to sit in your chair yeah forever forever two wheels on mondays yeah monday night yeah for for a long time uh we did the show for almost four years yeah nice yeah, it was groovy, yeah. but I've always got like 20 things going on. Yeah. Uh, and right I, try, I try and stay gamefully employed as well. Uh, that's the hard part, eh? It is the hard part. <laughs> yeah. How to make money to survive and do the things you want to do. Exactly. Especially here in the city. You know? Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah. So anyhow, Paul, let's see. In what fact, we got speaking going of which, on? we're, we're uh, currently not, not holding Dirtbag in the city. We've yes. gone back to Oakland, which is where we started. Okay, admittedly, did not know that. Yeah, admittedly only the first year was in Oakland, but uh, last year we uh, did it a new venue in Oakland. We did a buddy of mine's shop um, in his yard, and it worked out great. The neighborhood was great. Neat. So uh, what's what's happening this year? And to our listeners out there, um, what is the Dirtbag Challenge? What's um, going on with that? It originally started as a backlash to all the chopper builds on TV. I guess we were making fun of them in a shop one day, and um, uh, basically, you know, me and my buddies were hanging out drinking beer and said, "Oh, I could build a chopper. Why is a chopper seventy-five or hundred grand? You know, like it is on the TV tube." Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure I could build it. You know, we were talking like five hundred bucks, and so we got we had like a little friend friendly bet around. uh, beer cans you know um as to who could build a bike for the, a chopper for the cheapest in the shortest period of time basically because we said you know obviously they're sitting there watching the watching the tube it's like you know what we could do the exact opposite yeah Sub-culture. basically you know just the, yeah which is neat yeah i mean it's just like, like you know i understand that um some motorcycles and vehicles cost a bunch of money but you know, you don't need to spend. You, you don't need to spend seventy-five grand to have a chopper. You don't need to spend seven grand 
<laughs> you know, you, you don't really have to spend two grand, but you can now. The rules have evolved over the years. You can spend up to two grand and you have two months um, to build your bike. Uh, we don't police people, you know. Um, we, we leave it to the honor system because I'm not your dad. And it's usually pretty fucking obvious if somebody's yeah, over, I mean, right? not always. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, some people, some people are like bouncing off the rev limit as far as the budget is concerned, and their bike looks like a pile. Interesting. You know? Other people spend like two or three hundred bucks, but spend every night after work building a beautiful bike. Yeah. So, so Risk Brian's that's what I've here. been doing. Okay. Yeah. I've I mean, seen I, your I've seen your tail light anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's looking pretty good. I mean, I picked up that Honda Goldwing for two hundred bucks, and that was only because. I wanted to beat everybody else out there that was trying to get it for free. I wanted the guy to hold on to it for me. Nice. If you wait around and you look, you can find some crazy deals like that. Yeah. But then you got to put in the it's, time. It's getting right. harder and harder, I think, actually. And that's right. another Cheaper reason bikes. I upped the budget is because I, I myself, you know, while scouring Craigslist or whatever for um, bargain bikes, I think it's getting harder just because uh, there are more people here now. There are more people with money here now. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. there are more people that ride than... 20 years ago you know well uh, and i'll say i'm a little glad that you upped the budget at first i was like why the hell is this double from when i did it 10 years ago but it did enable me to do some safety things on the bike which you're doing a much longer ride now and if you do suspension and brakes and tires proper that's like 800 bucks right there it, it can be less it can be more depending on i think it can be a lot more actually. yeah <laughs> depends on who does your suspension on the bike yeah right. hi james so uh, when did you when did you originally start? Uh, I did it back in 2009 with you. What did you build? Uh, Honda CX500, two we, fire extinguisher gas uh, tanks. Yeah, I was just about to say, a big chrome fire extinguisher. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was young we, and you thought I knew everything. You were in your calendar. Yeah, I was yeah. in your calendar, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that so. was groovy. But actually, yeah, you bring up a valid point. Um, so I used to, back in the olden days, we used to just like ride around the parking lot and shit and fuck around. Yeah. But... Um, it's not really like a, a real bike, is it, to do that? And, and, and also we had like a bunch of art projects okay. would show up, which, and, and there's a place for that, and it's called the plier. You know. Yeah, go straight. Exactly. Go and do, if you want to build an art project, they have lots of other events for that. And I like, you know, people using their imagination. I try and encourage that, in fact. But there's got to be a point where you can say remember how in the 70s like you'd go to the well you guys I don't know if you went to bike shows but I used to go to lots of chopper shows and shit when I was a kid you know yeah. you'd have these bikes like these island nest type machines right. with three and a half inches of fucking clear coat on the tank right. and, and a beautiful bands. chrome paint job yeah. but there's no internals in the engine you know it's just an art piece it gets to they don't even run they don't have electrics wired up you know there's no coils on them oh it's just a, a <laughs> yeah. paperweight yeah. yeah basically a glorified paperweight or yeah. a doorstop and i really wanted to move away from that i grew up riding bikes um i've always been into choppers i've been into all kinds of shit motorcycle wise but but you've always liked choppers huh yeah since i was a kid really you know interesting I, yeah um Calf races were the thing when I was a child, you know, uh-huh. my uncles and all the people, they rode speedway bikes on the weekends t- to uh, make a living usually. That's how I learned to ride was on a speedway track. But no, then no, no. during the week or when they were fucking around with their friends, they'd all ride old bashed up British calf races, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I grew up around that. But chopper culture's always been kind of part of it, especially in my teenage years, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, I used to read all those uh, 
<laughs> AWOL and Easy Rider. Easy Rider, easy of course. Easy Rider. <laughs> is it? Yeah. We all read Easy Rider for yeah, page three dude. or something in there. And when I was in yeah. the army, that was like, I would order that. I got it delivered to wherever I was in the world. I would get it delivered to me, you know, in a Neat. plain brown envelope. Right. Of boobs, you know? Exactly. But, <laughs> so I used to, I've always kind of been into chopper culture. Um, I like bikes. I don't. I'm not particularly into sport bikes and go fasty stuff. I'm a bit of a chicken shit now. Um, and it's no, never no. really been my thing, going as fast as possible. But I do like a good old thrash on the back road, you know. That's yeah, always fun. Straight and yeah, flat, put an elbow you know. into your buddy's face as you push him into the weeds. That's always a good laugh. <laughs> road rash, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, this... Uh, we got till the 25th, you're yeah. coming up, and what do you, you got a lot of folks out there, you, do they com communicate with you in between? Or uh, like, it's a weird know? sort of culture that's grown up around it, there's a lot of secrecy, people like to like um, surprise everybody with what they're building, which I think is kind of neat, I would like more promotional material from my friends and from participants of course. Well Brian's got a flux capacitor, he told me not to tell anyone, but we <laughs> yeah. got it, yeah, that's and a it's secret. even the Mr. Fusion one, because we don't want to like piss anyone off. Nice. Using plastics. I do like a good capacitor, I have yeah, to say. Right. Um, growing up <laughs> so, on British bikes. So in general, everyone likes to just kind of keep to themselves and show um, up with their, their no, art. I, I kind of harass people to send me pictures and stuff. Um, but there is definitely, there's a few things that have grown up around uh, Dirtbag, which kind of surprised me that it's forming its own culture. Because really, it did just start out as like a, you know, a bunch of goons drinking beer. Yeah, well, you know, that's really what it was. Let's, let's see um, what we could find in a pile because at one point a lot of friends had a bunch of bikes just lying exactly. around. Exactly, I still you do. Know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a time where I knew a lot of people, and uh, they all had like the side yard. Wait, I'm sure you yeah. had a side yard full of bike stuff. Uh, you know, Wade I had still a has a side yard. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> probably. So, so yeah. yeah, we make them. I was going to say, getting back to the budget thing and getting back to uh, the, the the way things have developed with Dirtbag. Um, so I, I make them come on a ride. We ride at least 200 miles. Usually it's between three and 400 miles, but it's good. Wow. Okay. Um, we camp out two nights. Like if you want to, uh, because I got, I kind of got a little bit over the looky lose. Um, it was really hard putting on a party for 5,000 people that just want to come and watch. Well, it was uh, part of the party, and also I, I got to say it was kind of an honor for everyone to be out there. But it did turn into a, a party thing. It turned into yeah. more of an event than a bike thing, and that was, I think, where. And, and honestly, it costs us money every year to do to do it. We are. It, okay. We don't. We don't. We specifically don't do it to make a profit. I, I won't. I won't allow that. Basically, as as much as I can, I don't want it to be for profit. Not because, you know. Uh, I'm a mart or an idiot. I might be both, but um, <laughs> we are. But mainly because I want to, I want to retain the integrity of it. You know, I want it to stay a grassroots Here. event with real people and encouraging. You know, young people or people that have never built shit before. If you, I don't know if you guys ever go to like bike shows, but you go to some of the shows and the level of craftsmanship and the quality of builds can be extremely intimidating. And if you're a young person or, or even a mature person, like I got a buddy who retired from the Navy and he's building bikes for fun, you know? So it's not just kids that come in, on board. But if you go to these shows and you look at some of these bikes, you're like, how the fuck am I ever going to compete with that? And the price tag, you know... Yeah, you can't even get your foot in the door. Yeah, you can't even get your foot in the door. So, you know, hopefully what we're doing is we're encouraging people to do real shit, build real bikes. Um, we like them to go on the road... 
like if you if you want to build a chopper and go ride with your buddies that's what we're doing you know we're not necessarily building a lot of people put a great deal of effort into building really beautiful pretty attractive motorcycles for the dirt bag challenge that is true but that's not for me personally anyway where the emphasis is the emphasis is on getting off your ass maybe turn off the fucking tv you know put the bong nice. down for just enough time to finish that weld or make that bracket yeah working Ask every me. night on the way home from work yeah. and shit like that just let it absorb your life for a little while that that's shit. where i'm at right now you know yeah. and, and I, you know hoping that you whoever you're banging and your buddies understand that you're unavailable for a little minute oh, yeah. you're trying to get this <laughs> shit <off>. fin- yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get this shit finished it's, it's a lot like you know i used to be involved in racing on a peripheral sense because i'm a bike builder i used to build bikes for people and help help them put race bikes together and that kind of thing and that that crunch time you know when you know that no matter what the fuck you've committed yourself you spend all this time putting this thing together you've got to get your shit together by tomorrow morning yeah you know and i think that for me anyway that's that's a big part i like that excitement you know being under pressure (laughs) races Um, always uh get their shit out on wednesday you got to go Saturday. All right. Well, let's bring the bike out. Oh yeah, yeah I we should to probably take stuff. a look at that. It's notorious. <laughs> it is just like you don't believe. What do you mean the... you can't overnight it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> just this week, and uh, interestingly, up the KLRs work at Tokyo Moto. Two people, two different separate occasions. I'm going to Florida, and I'm going on a long trip. Bring their KLRs in. These things are totally basket cases. They were going to take them across the thing. I was like, well, I'm leaving Thursday. Can you? There you are. And <laughs> each time we touched it, the hole got bigger. You know, it was like a sailboat. Oh, yep. my God. And uh, I had to, I, I, I called him. I was like, we're going to have to call it dead. $1,700 later because it's like more you get into it. It's just like. But this thing must have been in the bottom of the bay or something. You know, like, oh, I think my I God. used to own that thing. Right? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> those things are pretty bulletproof. They are pretty bulletproof. It's, am- it's amazing the abuse that a motorcycle can take, and I know that we can all attest to that. Yeah. 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 Um, this one had 50 pounds, uh, uh, and it. It ran, so it shouldn't wow. fucking actually. Yeah, and it. We, you know, a lot of people talk shit about KLRs, but I think yeah. they're wonderful feats of engineering when you well, consider the fucking out and out abuse the that they take. And from, the, from all their owners, nobody is ever nice to a KLR. No, nope. <laughs> no, no, exactly. No it's one like burning a quart of oil every two hundred miles. I'll run it for another five thousand. Yeah. You know, exactly. they're like the redheaded stepchild of the motorcycle world. Everybody beats on them verbally and physically. Yeah, and yet they still really keep on li- uh, keep on they're ticking. Great. You know, well, they go to Alaska, they go to Brazil. Yeah, you know, I mean, they really are bulletproof, like the AK. You know, and uh, yeah, it's like an a- the AK of uh, the motorcycle world. <laughs> okay, okay, well, right, and it's so. similar to your world where it's. Like, that's the foot in the door for adventure riding. Because everybody thinks they need to have that GS 1100 and do the whole long way down thing. Or you can spend two grand and get a KLR and beat the shit out of it. With a milk crate. Go on the same roads. Yes. (laughs) A lot of stuff on the back. Gotta have the milk crate. Gotta have the milk crate. Milk crate, bro. There was, you know, these memes on the internet. I saw one recently. It was a milk crate with a padlock through it, chained to a post. (laughs) And it said... Stolen KLR. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> that's awesome. I thought it was rad. That's, that's, that's great for a shirt. <laughs> yeah, Brian, you a gotta great show. Be great. Great I'd buy that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. So yeah, yeah uh, so back to the plot. Um, it's two grand. You can spend up to two grand. You get up to two months. Uh, we ride uh, two days, at least two hundred miles. Camp out. Because real bikers camp out. 
Fuck all that Motel 6 bullshit. Cool. You know, yeah, you know yep. i got to be honest with you. Uh, the, one of the, uh, probably the primary reason that I ever wanted to move to the United States when I was a kid, not so much when I was a child, I wanted to be a cowboy when I was a child, just like every other English <laughs> I wanted to be a pirate. Kid. You wanted to be a pirate? <laughs> you are. Um, I wanted to be a cowboy pirate roustabout. Uh I watched Easy Rider when I was 15, you know, and okay. uh, I was fucking broadcast kid with a, a rattle trap ring ding, and I thought I was cool until I saw that movie, and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> and, you know, me and my friends used to go to chopper shows and look at shiny shit that we couldn't afford, and I was like, I'm going to do that one day, you know, I'm going to build my own fucking chopper. In fact, I made plans with a whole series of friends of mine to do that, you know, uh, yeah. during the army, uh, when I was in the joint. You know, when I got out, you make plans with people. They they think they want to come, or they then maybe they do really want to come. You have the dream, and you 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 following that. It's always yeah, there. but you know, I'm not yeah. a quitter. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna do what the fuck <laughs> I want. So, um, you know, sadly, all those people fell by the wayside, and I came here on my own. And and there was a woman involved. There was definitely like that as well. But uh, it's yeah, made it work. I are. made it work. And old biker movies, you know, they don't stay at motels. <laughs> they, they, yep. they camp out and they party cemeteries and, well, yeah. yeah cemeteries whatever <laughs> I do oh. hotels uh, sometimes but anyway Paul um, yeah. how many years have you been doing uh, so this, this is our 17th year we started in 2003 okay 2003 okay. yeah wow. so if you include All 2003 right. this is our 17th year I've checked my math so many times I know I'm right <laughs> and actually I don't really care because it feels like 10,000 and Dirtbag has been through actually it's been through so many iterations and there have been so many different people involved with Dirtbag over the years yeah I can that you know it changes I have this philosophy you know everybody is a volunteer at Dirtbag everybody that does anything with us is a volunteer pretty much um, nobody gets paid we all it costs each and every one of us something um, yeah. I've got to give a Time shout out can I give a shout out to my buddy Dave at O'Hanlon's Motorcycles who yeah, let's pays give a shout for the shitters every year one minute so let's all give a shout out and say thank you for being here Paul alright no worries I'll and, see you uh, later yeah you are and uh, maybe next week right on Thank you. Right on, August. And uh, about Fun Track Day is coming up Monday. That's wonderful. And uh, got a shout out for anyone? I would shout out for my, my wife, Janine. Yar, yar. Uh, she's, uh, she's amazing. So it's our, it's our 33rd anniversary, August 10th. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Holy moly. Hope you have a great time. All right. Yeah. Thank you much. Right on, Wade. You got anything uh uh, Mike Fowler and, and Lodi MC Motorcycle Club. And you're going to be out there on Sunday. Congrats. Uh, well, um, go, go, go. You already are. Yeah, and you're going to be out Sacramento Mile. Sacramento Mile on the DTR1. Yeah, up yeah. against our buddy on a Ducati. Yeah, so we got the Yamaha against Ducati Sunday. Yeah, Who's yeah. riding the Ducati? Mike Fowler and uh, who else? There's another guy doing it too. Oh, There's really? two, two Ducatis that are going to show up. Nice. Yeah, so it'll be a great time. Show up there on uh, Sunday. Anyways, we got to go soon. Uh, Milk Crate Brian, uh, happy, uh, well, happy birthday to your granddads, man. It was yeah. really cool your pops called. Shout out 100 years today if you're still alive, and I got all your badass genes, so you're living on. <laughs> right on. Thank you for listening yeah, to great. Racers Alley at Beauty Radio. Yar, yar.
Yeah, Jesus, just, uh, you know, back off a bit. The Temple, going back to the basement, this is Niwamni, N-I-W-A-N-M-I. If you dig this, or on SoundCloud. This is fresh, three days old. The song's called Brothers Grimm. And uh, let's do it. I'm touching the the thing, and the the dots are going in a um, in a linear fashion, and they're still doing it. I don't know if our connection is Logie today or something. They're usually a little. Here we go. Brothers Grimm.